Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, and Comfort King. And welcome back to the show. As I said, uh, it's 82nd anniversary for Lewis Drug. So if you see Mark Griffin or you go into any of the stores here in the next few days, make sure you just tell them thanks for all they do because it's wonderful having Lewis Drug in my life. I know that. And I'm sure they're in pretty much everybody's lives who listen to this show because uh, they provide so much for us. All right, our next guest is good friend Kurt Byram from Oneida, who spent uh, <clears throat> get a rather long road trip to go cover the Waste Management uh, Tournament in Phoenix over the weekend. They were saying on the broadcast that you live five minutes from the course. I, ne- I never realized you were that close. <laughs> five minutes when the tournament isn't here, right. but it takes a little longer to get in there with uh, the traffic and everything between my house and uh, TPC Scottsdale during the tournament, but I live pretty close. How do you like the course to play it, just for fun? Oh, it's it's fun to play, you know, and right now, obviously, after the tournament, it's in the best shape it'll be all year, so it's an incredible experience to go play there right now, and, you know, the resort guests are going to be able to sort of feel what it feels like to be in the Coliseum on 16, as well as, you know, the rest of the build-out on, especially 17 and 18, then after you get through 16, so it's... uh I think uh, I think people would really enjoy it. The conditioning is incredible right now. So they leave that up there for what a month, maybe? Oh man, it takes a lot longer than a month to tear all that down. And they they literally start building. Sixteen is the first the suites, and you know that that surround sixteen. That's the first thing that starts getting built, and they start that in September. So they go September all the way through, and they're putting the finishing touches on. Yeah, the finishing touches on come the week before the tournament to to just, you know, just make everything perfect. So it's a big, big, big-time build-out. I know we've talked about this before, but, I, you know, I'm the guy that leaves his Christmas tree up year-round sometimes. Why don't they just leave it there so that everybody that plays can pretend they're, they're playing in front of 25,000 very happy fans? You know, I, I've heard a lot of different reasons that... <clears throat> The golf course is actually owned by the city of Scottsdale. You know, the facility is managed by the TPC network, which is Ponte Vedra. Uh, the, um, you know, it's, it's like it sits on federal land. I mean, there's, I guess there's all of these, you know, the red tape that they'd have to go through. And I think there's a, a huge liability problem. You know, by the time the resort guests get to 16, if they've been, having cocktails or drinking beers or whatever, and they get there and they're all liquored up and they, they want to climb up yeah. in the stands and yeah. take a photo and what if somebody <laughs> falls out? And I think there's all kinds of issues. But, I yeah, everybody asks that same question after every year, but I think there's a lot that goes into it. Plus, the the tour and the Thunderbirds don't own all of that uh, all of that build-out, all of those suites and all the, the infrastructure that goes into that. Um, the tour and the Thunderbirds don't own all that stuff. They lease that out every year. Okay. I can see that liability. That that was the thing that popped into my head once I asked the question. I could see myself being one of those people that wants to climb up in the stands and take some pictures. So, uh, you get a drink of beer out of your shoe, too? Or well, that? <laughs> probably not to that degree, no. Uh, it, it's Speaking of which, it's... Did you feel like the tournament this year got a little more out of control than in past years, or is this just what it is? And the, and the players that sign up for this know what it is, and most of them embrace that. Yeah, I, Saturday, 
was out of control because, and here's, I think this is my theory, and I also heard Chance Cosby, who's the executive director, he mentioned the same thing on an interview he did today. But So the, it's a stadium course, right? It's called the stadium, and it's built that way for viewing. So you have all of these these mounds and grassy areas that rise up above the fairways and are especially around the greens where people can easily pile in on every hole and spectate and be able to see, whereas if it was all dead flat, you know, then you you know you get 30,000 people out there and that's all you can do because no one can see anything. But with the stadium concept, they can get up on the sides of those hills and they can see all of the golf they want to see and they can keep walking. So with all the rain that we had all week, it was so wet and so sloppy, you couldn't use those mounds and you couldn't walk in those grassy areas because it was just sloppy and soaking wet. So they all ended up on the cart paths and the concrete, you know, walkways that, that are around the golf course. So when you get 200,000 people out there on Saturday, there's no way to get them around the golf course because they couldn't spread out into those other areas that they normally would. And by the way, yes, a player, you know, let's say most players, they play anywhere from, you know, the average guy out there that's 60th, 70th in the FedEx Cup, they're going to play probably 25 to 30 events a year, right? Right. They don't have to play waste management. They only have to play 15 tournaments a year to stay a full-on member of the PGA Tour. They have another 35 or 40 tournaments that they can choose from. So it's up to them to show up at this tournament. If they don't like it, just don't play next year. That's as simple as that. Is it a is it a deal though? Was it a deal Saturday where it was almost unsafe? I think I don't think the players were unsafe because inside the ropes, I mean, the security presence at this event is is unreal. Like I, you know, I, I've I've been living here for thirty four years and I played that tournament and I've been doing the TV the last you know fifteen years for that tournament and the security presence inside the ropes and along the ropes, both in uniform and there are a ton of them in, in the crowd out of uniform that are keeping, you know, keeping a watch out. Now, it's tough with 200,000 people out there like we had on Saturday. But as far as a fan getting to a player, that could happen if you had 20,000. And like sure. this week at Riviera, it's a small venue. You can only get maybe 20, 25,000 people in there at Riviera. It could happen there just as well as here. It only takes one knucklehead to run underneath the rope and, and go after a player. So I, I just feel like the players are not in any kind of uh, jeopardy around there. As far as the fans go, yeah, I mean, you know, they were just piled in there. So I guess, you know, it could have been. there. There's going to be some changes next year. However, whatever they decide, I know they've already had meetings on, you know, how the week went. And uh, uh, Chase uh, Chance Cosby said uh, – they're gonna they're gonna sit down. They you know they evaluate what they do every year, and and there will be some changes next year as far as how they handle those big crowds. I think it was about ten years ago that I was down there and, and sat up in the booth with you on sixteen for much of the day on Friday, and was there on Saturday and Sunday. And Saturday was unlike anything I've ever seen. I caught two different women who were falling down in uh, long dresses and high heels <laughs> out on a golf course. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of you know that's the nature of the beast that they've they've developed over the years out there. It 
it went from just purely a golf tournament when they first moved out there in 1987. I played in the tournament the first year in 1987. You know, it was it was great. Big galleries right out of the gate out there because they had so much room to you know sell tickets and you know there were you know that there were probably eighty ninety thousand people out there each you know weekend day. Um, but it's it's basically it's a half golf fan crowd and it's a half party crowd and that's maybe even a little bit more of a party crowd but you know that's you know that when they sell all those suites there's almost 300 suites at 16 alone now 17 and 18 uh, you know there's another 300 on those two holes alone you're you're getting a lot of people out there that are just out there to hobnob have drinks and and have a party so and that and then you get another i don't know how many you know another hundred thousand people out there that are also there to party and you know, it's quite a mix. I don't know that somehow maybe limit the alcohol sales. Don't, no. don't shut it off completely, but somehow control that. I don't know how you do that, but I'm sure they're talking about it. I'm sure they are too. Uh, let's talk about the golf because it was. There have been some great finishes to that tournament in the past, but I don't think there was ever one in quite as exciting as this. It looked like, you know, Charlie Hoffman was going to get his first win in what was it eight years, and he was the waste management guy wearing all green. Yeah. It was just like, and he's 47 years old, for heaven's sake, yeah. out there with these yeah. young guys, and he did nothing wrong. He played great, but, you know, to see what Nick Taylor did down the stretch, that was tremendous, tremendous oh, TV. It was, it was just tremendous golf. It is, uh, you know, I just, I, it, I've seen it for years, you know, I saw it when I played, I've seen it, the TV side of it. It's just amazing when athletes, are at the top of their game and they perform amazing in our case golf down the stretch with that much pressure on and i just it, it just blows my mind how good they are when you know there are times they've got to be feeling the nerves and yet they perform at that level that very highest level you can perform at i mean nick <clears throat> nick taylor birdied five out of the last six holes i mean he he knew what he had to do and he just kept stuffing it in there and making the putts and he knew exactly what he had to do and he did it. Charlie Hoffman didn't hardly miss a shot on the back nine. I mean, he, he had one bad drive. I happened to be walking with his group, him and Spieth and uh, Jordan Spieth and Kurt Kitayama, and he had one bad drive on nine that he got lucky that didn't get into the desert. Other than that, he just didn't hardly miss a shot and, you know, you mentioned that he's 47 years old. I mean, he's cranking that ball speed up to 180 miles an hour, which there are a lot of 25-year-olds on tour that can't get it to 180 miles an hour. So the guy has put in the work. He's a really hard worker, and that's not just hitting balls and working on his putting and all that, which he does, but that's getting in the gym and doing everything he can to get his body to a point where he can he can move that fast. He hit the longest drive on 18, I think, at the end of regulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that I mean, he just absolutely scorched it. And they were talking yeah. when he took the tee that, eh, I don't know if he'd get over all the water or not. <laughs> he got over yeah, all the no. water just fine. Yeah, he, he it, it was a, a tremendous drive under the circumstances. And he did he did hit a little downslope there in the fairway just over the water. You know, he probably cleared the water by 7 or 8, 10 yards maybe, and it hit a downslope, and he got a nice kick. But it was the longest drive of the day. He only had 90 yards left. Um, and he had another good one in the playoff and had 122 yards. So that was the difference between the rollout and the one that just landed and pretty much stopped right there. But 
<clears throat> it was a heck of a performance by him. I mean, at his age, to to do that, he played well enough to win. Um, Nick Taylor just went out and knew what he had to do and beat him down the stretch, and it was it was a lot of fun to to be there for. That's for sure. I was going to ask you that. I mean, because you're a golfer, you're a golf fan, you love the game. That had to be really fun to be part of that and be right in the middle of it. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, here's the other thing. There's no other tournament in the world that, you know, can provide that kind of energy, basically the entire back nine as the the WM Phoenix Open. I mean, it's just, it's electric out there. When these guys are hitting those shots and they're stuffing it in there, you know, with a nine iron from, you know, 160 yards out and they hit it to a couple feet and then, you know, like Scotty Scheffler hit it to, what, a few inches there yeah. at 16. You just don't get those kind of reactions. The only thing that I've seen that can compare is the Ryder Cup and the uh, the Open over, uh, you know, usually somewhere in the U.K., either Scotland or England. And and that's really only the last couple holes, you know, where they, the, the crowds really start to gather. And it's uh, the energy at this tournament here in Scottsdale is amazing. Well, the Ryder Cup's usually 40,000, 50,000, which is a lot, but... That's that's a quarter of what we had at Phoenix. So and, yeah. and again, uh, the the behavior is encouraged. encouraged. Uh, there's a lot of alcohol that's consumed while you're there. Like I said, some people were falling down. That like I didn't even. Why are you on a golf course? You're in high heels yeah. for heaven's sakes. Uh, but people are just having fun. And yeah. I found they the do. best day to go out there is Sunday because. The people that are still, you know, recuperating from Saturday night aren't there. <laughs> the uh, t- this Sunday was phenomenal. We finally got the weather that we needed. It was chilly, but it was just there was no wind and it was sunny. So even if it was in the high fifties, it didn't feel that way. It felt perfect out there, and it was a great golf crowd more than the party crowd, and it just couldn't have been any better. And it again, I you know who knows they don't announce attendance anymore, but. Just the feeling through all these years of seeing, you know, how many people there, uh, there had to be 150,000 people there, but they, they were great fans and, uh, they got put, uh, they got to see a show. That was some kind of golf down the stretch. Kurt Byram's our guest, the Oneida native, uh, with Golf Channel and NBC, and you get kind of a nice little promotion there. How fun is that? Yeah, everything's been good. They, they've treated me great. Golf Channel and NBC both have just been, really good to me i've been been really lucky in this business so i'm just uh it's a it's I, it, the promotion that you're talking about i they they're still looking for a long-term lead analyst but i filled in at times in that role um and which has been fun and but you know if they need me to go to the ground and walk with a group which i did this week a couple of different days i'm more than willing and happy to do that as well it's just it's fun to be part of the, you know, the PGA Tour and from a different way, you know, with the TV side of it. But I've been really lucky. It's been a lot of fun. Well, and the nice thing about that, Kurt, is you're, you know, there's variety, too. You're not just in the booth all the time. You're you're right down there, and you get a better feel for what's going on when you're down there walking with the players. Yeah, it's fun because, you know, I, I mean, at this point, you know, I, I know all these guys pretty well. And some like to chat, some don't while they're walking along the fairways out there, you know, playing golf. But... It's always fun when they do like to chat, you know, they want to come over. And towards the end, actually, yesterday, <clears throat> Charlie Hoffman's caddy, Andy Barnes, he kept coming over and asking me, you know, what's Nick Taylor doing? What's Scotty Scheffler doing? He wanted to know 
you know, there's scoreboards everywhere, but he also wanted to know because through my headset, I knew where, say, Nick Taylor hit it on 17, and they wanted to know what he was doing. So, right. you know, they wanted to know what they had to do coming down those last oh, three or four holes. Yeah, like I said, you're you're right there in the thick of things in the battle. What's your favorite? You know, aside from Phoenix, which is right there out your back door, basically. Where where's your favorite course on tour? Where's your favorite place to be? Is it Pebble? Well, I mean, my favorite tournaments are in the Ryder Cup. There's nothing like that. You know, you mentioned forty thousand people out there, but they're all concentrated on four holes because yep. there's only four matches out there at a time. So the drama and everything to go that goes with the Ryder Cup, it's it's at the top of the list. <clears throat> Both the U.S. Open and the Open Championship, um, I would rate rate them right together. They're they're incredible. You know the intensity. Once you ratchet up that intensity to that major championship level, then it really gets fun. Um, so those are great. Actually, this week. I'm not working. I'm off, and they're going to be out in L.A. at Riviera for. Uh, you know, for that tournament out there, the Genesis, and it's probably one of my favorite events to do. I just, <clears throat> I took it off this year because uh, starting the week after that, I'm doing seven tournaments in a row, and I didn't, I thought that was enough. I didn't feel like doing nine in a row, so. Much like uh, when, when <clears throat> as, as somebody that played the game, now granted, when you're out there covering it, are you nervous for these guys? Because You've been there before uh, when they're in big situations like they were yesterday, like Charlie Hoffman, for example. Do you find yourself being nervous for them, knowing what's at stake? Uh, I Probably not nervous, but I definitely feel some adrenaline, especially like yesterday, you know, the with Charlie charging and playing great golf, and I knew he was going to have a chance to win. It's, it's a lot of fun to be down there, you know, just the, you don't get the same feeling that a player gets, but about as close to it as you can be and and sort of feel what it might be like again but <clears throat> it's um yeah it's weird you know when he drove it in the bunker on 17 you know i think he was up by three at the time yeah. um but taylor was charging scheffler was kind of charging and when he drove it in that fairway bunker way short of the green is like you know he had 75 yards off a terrible downhill lie i was like oh man if he hits it over the green into the water, you know, then he's going to have to work hard to just make even, you know, a bogey at that point. So if I was nervous at all, it would have been just on that shot on that hole for him. But other than that, I, you know, you just, you just, it's just fun to be down there and feel the intensity and the energy and especially with the monster crowds this past week. And the putt he hit on 17, I thought, I thought he was going to win after he two putted from an almost impossible situation. Yeah, that was an incredible. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you could go out there and there'd be no fans at all, you know, on Tuesday and try to hit that exact same putt. I'm talking tour players. Yeah. And if they'd have gotten it inside of five feet, I think they would have been perfectly happy with that. And Charlie, but he ended up just a couple inches from the hole on his putt. So performing under that kind of pressure, it's not just hitting a 320-yard drive. It's you know, being able to lag a putt from 60 feet to a couple inches like that. It's just, it's phenomenal stuff. With a massive break around the lip of a bunker, it was, yeah, yeah. it just, it looked horrible. So, yeah, it, yeah, and you called it. You said it was right to left and then left to right, and 
By gosh, that's exactly what happened. Well, it was fun watching. It was all, it's always fun watching when you're a part of it. And uh, enjoy your week off, and we will talk again soon, as we always do throughout the course of the golf season. Well, I appreciate being on with you, Mark. Thanks for having me, and uh, stay warm up there, I guess. It's 45 today. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's, it, it was super cold. Now it's warmed up, and it's all the snow's gone. Good. Good to hear. All right. Take care. Talk to you later. Thanks. Kurt Byram, our guest. We'll be right back. For those who don't like to be still. For those with things to do and the drive to get them done. For those in search of a partner to help make it happen, there's a bank. A bank that listens, acts, and impacts all things right here. Dakota Bank. Go with experience. Go with teamwork. Go with integrity. For banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Dakota Bank. Here for you. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, insurance and trust services, not FDIC insured. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet, Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-10. Or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. You hear me talking about great life every day for a reason. And it's not just because my son Nick Ovenden is the president. Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you. And that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time at the Uh, fitness centers. What are you implying? (laughs) That I'd love to have you work out with me every morning at 6 a.m. I don't think so. How about waiting until I'm awake? Well, good thing most of our facilities are open 24 hours a day. And we've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff that'll help you get started or even keep you on track if you need to be, Dad. Let's change the subject. When are you adding new golf courses? (laughs) Well, we're always looking ahead for our members. So in addition to the courses that we have in the region, we also have great life courses in Kansas City, Topeka, and now Arizona. Now you're talking. Hey, hey, can you help me hit it further, too? Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. (laughs) I I know that. (laughs) But our golf pro certainly can. (laughs) Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. Does every home in your neighborhood look the same? Looking to give your home a little more pizzazz? A new garage door from Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls is the easy way to give your home that new, refreshed look. We offer a variety of styles and options to fit any type of home. Stand out in the crowd and contact Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls. Now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Houston Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And welcome back to Calling All Sports. Glad to have you with us. Great to have Kurt Byram and Curtis Riggs on today. Curtis recapping the Super Bowl with his always expert opinion on the game of football and Kurt Byram just does a wonderful job on Golf Channel and NBC. It's it's even more fun to watch these tournaments when he's involved. And uh, yesterday's was about as much fun as it gets, really, on the PGA Tour. A lot of drama there, a lot of excitement. Nick Taylor uh, probably never will top what he did to win the Canadian Open with that 70-plus foot putt that won in in a playoff in front of his hometown crowd. But 
Yesterday was right up there. I mean, he he birdied 15, 16, hard 17, which is the easiest birdie hole of the bunch, also a treacherous hole. And then he he hit uh, a drive over the trap into the rough and knocked it on the green and made a birdie putt and birdied it all three times in a row to win in a playoff. So that was uh, quite a day. A lot of great sporting events to talk about for sure. Uh, by the way, Arby's Fish is back, a crispy fish fillet with shredded lettuce and tartar sauce on a toasted sesame bun now through Easter. Now through all of April, fried mac and cheese bites. How about that? Especially with ketchup. And also now through the 26th of February, so it's not that much longer. It's two weeks from today. Brisket, bacon, beef, and cheddar, thinly sliced, oven-roasted beef, and smoked brisket, Topped with bacon, cheddar, cheese sauce, and red ranch sauce. Served on a toasted onion roll. Yikes. That makes your mouth water. And so does the fact that from now through Easter, it's $2, two for $6. Mix and match. It's uh, fish or roast beef. $2, or excuse me, two for $6. Mix and match fish or roast beef. Hope you enjoyed the show today. We'll talk again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies.